People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello, how the devil are you all? Welcome back to Bizarre Tales. We have been away for fucking ages now, haven't we? Let's be mm -hmm. honest. Um, we have been so busy with work, Christmas, New Year, and yeah, it's just been a bit of a nightmare. And we finally have found some time to record. So, yeah. This well, episode, yeah. But I still got, I've got loads of other things I want to do on the other one as well. Yeah, I've got episodes. We've got episodes coming out our ears, but no time to fucking record them. No. But we are trying to do like, um, this is like on the road. We're on the road right now. You can't yeah. tell that, but we are. So hopefully this don't sound too bad. I mean, if it sounds shit, the recording, I mean, not the episode. Um, all the episodes sound shit. But if the recording sounds shit, then let us know. Yeah, because um, it's a different style of doing it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right. So here we go then. So we're looking at today, we're looking at the Welch Amityville. Okay, you know, sometimes called the Hell Farm. And it's set in the Brecon Beacons, which is in Wales, boy all. Do you know? And um, I should tell them the joke about the uh, Welsh midget, shouldn't I? What's that one? When, he, uh, when she goes out in the rain. What were you the other night? Oh, <laughs> the Bernard Manning one. Uh, yeah. um, not Bernard Manning. Uh, Jim Davidson, Jim, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll tell them at the end. Anyway. Now, this story is set in Wales, but I think it sort of starts in Egypt. All right, because the family, and this is the rich family, and they recently got together. All right, so the family were, um, what can I say? So let's just let's just start from here, but I'm going to go into the Egypt bit as well. So. Yeah. All right. So this is Liz and uh, Bill Rich, okay, and they just got together. Now, Bill has a teenage son, and um, there's a bit of like a, a bonding thing or a thing. They decided to go on holiday. Right. right? So they go to Egypt, because he'd already wanted to go to Egypt. Anyway. He's, an, he's an aspiring artist, or he is actually an artist at this time, and he, you know, he, he, he liked the look of Egypt, so he wanted to go. So they go to Egypt, they, they go to uh, the pyramid really early in the morning to beat the old Taurus and they go inside and Liz is sort of ahead of the boys and then she goes into the room and she sees what she sees is like all these little white lights darting all over the place um, and obviously that's unnerving and the, the, she sort of starts heading back and they sort of bump into her and, and she's like trying to explain what she's seen and they don't quite believe her, so they follow her into the chamber and uh, they feel this really strange presence, almost like being watched, that sort of sense. Yes. Um, a lot of people get that yeah. in, in the pyramids. Yeah, well, you know, yeah I've heard this yeah, before. Like, so I'm, I, that's why I'm starting the story there, because I think it, I don't know if that has something to do with what happens next, but it's probably totally you know, coincidental. Yeah. But 
But they all felt unease and they had to, to, to leave the uh, pyramid. Okay, so that was like I say. And then, so 1989, they decide to, he's struggling in London to, to make a living and all that. So he decides that they're going to move his now pregnant uh, wife, this Liz, uh, out of London. So they're looking for somewhere to move. And they decide to move to, like I said, the Brecon Beacons and yep. this particular farm, which was called Howell Fanog. Right. Yeah, but that's not how it's pronounced. But hey, that won't be how it's pronounced. How old Fanog? That's it. Yeah, but they're Welsh, so they say everything with like phlegm in the back of their mouth. Hey, old Fanog. Yeah. But um. Anyway, the point is. Yeah. Uh, and this is like say situated in the Brecon Beacons in Wales. Now, some people will know, some people won't know. The Brecon Beacons is absolutely crazy. Yes. The things that have gone down there are ridiculous. From. You know, you've got your your wild man sightings, you've got your your dogman sightings, you've got your um, UFO crashes that took place there, things like that. And if anyone has, or if you haven't, then you should go and watch the Rich Planet documentary on the Brecon Beacons. It's one of his UFO ones. It'll be on his archive somewhere on his website. Yeah. Uh, and he tells the story of those two teenagers that were skinned alive on the uh, Brecon Beacons by nice a UFO potentially. Sounds lovely. Um, the lad was. He was basically, the first layer of skin was completely removed, so he's red raw. Uh, there's two teenagers went up there, you know, to a lover's lane to do what you do. Mm. Fuck. And um, <laughs> the, to- the skin was totally removed from him. His testicles were removed, eyeballs were removed. I think hair over is removed. There's a hole in her armpit. Some organs are removed. And it's just crazy. Yeah, that's not a human that's done that. No. Uh, and UFOs are seen over that, over that period. So... Like I say, that's just one of the things that happens there, but there's loads of other things. Okay, so the horror begins. When it comes to hauntings, right, a, a pattern and almost sort of goes in a very similar way. So you start with like um, little things moving around the house mm-hmm. where people in the house, like you might get one person saying, um, now you just put them somewhere else. Oh, I can't find my keys. I don't yeah. put them on that fucking. No, you didn't. You must have put them in. Do you know that sort of thing? Yeah. And you sort of like, sort of brush a load of it off, don't you? Yes. Then you start hearing the noises, and it could be this, it could be that, and and then you start seeing things. That's normally the way these hauntings goes, and 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 really this one's not doesn't break the mold if if you if you follow what happens. So little things almost unnoticeable happened until activity progressed into unimaginable horror. Not so what the rich uh, rich family exper- experienced. The ghosts that haunted their new home were all too eager to start things off immediately. In, in many hauntings, a sense of presence is commonly reported. All right, and this was no different. The entire family felt as if something deep in the shadows of the cornery uh, shadows was looking at them, perhaps glaring, right, would be the right word. But basically, the feeling of being watched. And this was all the family that felt this. Well, Bill didn't feel it necessarily straight away. You know, he, he like I said before, he was sort of saying it's like new house jitters, um, it's the wood settling. This is an old, uh, I should describe the house really, it's an old farmhouse. It's, you know, it's the stone walls, wooden beams, that kind yeah. of thing, an open plaster, no plaster work, you know, that sort of house. So, yes, there was a lot of settling. I mean, they had issue, issues with heat and things like that, and I'll come on to that. But, you know, it's, it's an old 
old house so easy to pass off a lot of this stuff all right but we all know about battery drain all right one of the most common reported things in hortons is battery drain i've had this happen to me a couple of times for those of you who don't understand northern that's battery battery drain, drain yeah yeah um <laughs> and that happened here well well to a greater extent actually all right and people have speculated that maybe it's the ghosts feeding off the energy that kind of thing I don't know. I don't know if they give up some sort of magnetic field that, you know, interrupts the circuitry and these things. Who knows? But but it's reported. All right. So one day, Bill opens the post to discover something that made his blood boil. The electric bill for the house was more than seven times greater than what it should have been. Bill immediately contacted the power company, uh, in which they sent a, obviously sent out a technician. And the technician found the amount of power that the house was using very mysterious. And almost, well, it was impossible. Yeah. You'd have to have every light on. You'd have to have be running like washing machines all day. I mean, it, the, 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 the bill was £700 for the month. Which is about right now. But probably yeah, <laughs> but this is 1989, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, anyway, the technician couldn't find any issues. He checked, um, he checked the wire, he checked the meter... He checked uh, some of the uh, some of the um, appliances in the house. Couldn't find issues with them. Certainly wouldn't draw that much energy. If they was drawing that sort of energy, they explode. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and this went on and on. But but the problem is with the power companies in this in England particularly. This is Wales, but in Britain, let's say, is if you do get a bill like that, you have to pay it. Yes, you know, because as far as they're concerned, you've used the energy. Yeah, if you don't pay it, they just cut it off. Cut then, it off, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what happened essentially. Um, he had to pay the bill, and so he kept paying for people to come out, electricians and that, because the bills kept coming in like this. Um, just move out, wouldn't you? At that point, yeah. And I'm not sure if that was ever really resolved. I'm, I'm, I mean, I know he went round turning everything off, all that sort of stuff, and presumably at some point it did, res- it did resolve itself because you won't keep paying that. No, sort of money out, would you? absolutely not. All right, so then we go on to footsteps and horrible smells. Again, pretty common. Um, again, this is an isolated farmhouse, middle of nowhere. So Bill was still putting a lot of this off. It's it's countryside smells. It's this, it's that. Yeah, um, well, that's, he, that tends to be the thing with most sort of hauntings or so. You, you tend to rationalise it, don't you? Mm. So that's he's obviously just rationalising everything he's seen and heard. Yeah, because they 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 really did enjoy the house. You know what I mean? The house was pretty and all the rest of it. Wouldn't mm. uh, pay that fucking much for electric though. No. Anyway, so loud thunderous footsteps that were heard throughout the house, uh, regardless of the time of day. Cold spots followed by horrific odours of sulphur and a sickening sweet scent of overpowering overpowering incense could be smelled around the house. It wasn't uncommon for the family to walk into a room and be enveloped by an odorous assault on the senses. Uh, mm. And then, and then, like, say, walk out the room, walk back in, and the smell's gone. Now, I've experienced that, and it's, yeah, it's weird. utterly bizarre. Um, all of these may seem to be part of the course for the hauntings, okay? Um, but the situation was only about to get more extreme, even deadly. Okay. I say that, but it's not really. It's not, it's <laughs> it's not, not that really. deadly. No. <laughs> Density gets violent, all right. Potentially deadly, let's say. 
Yeah. That's a bit dramatic saying that. But anyway, at this nightmarish activity Bill and Liz faced in the house, two episodes really stick out that prove whatever was infesting their home was not playing games. Not long after giving birth to their baby girl, Liz was doing tasks every mother does, putting the baby down for a nap. As she sang to her newborn infant to sleep, the otherwise peaceful and sweet scene was broken when she heard the doors in the house slamming and getting closer until the bedroom door she was the bedroom of the door to the bedroom she was in violently slammed. Mm. Uh, waking the baby and frightening Liz. Now this is so she's in the bedroom and she can hear like the downstairs door go, then the next door, then the kitchen door, then the hallway door, then do you know what I mean? The moving the doors are moving, bam, 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 but getting closer to her until eventually it's, it's in her the door. same room. Yeah. Alright. Um When her screams reached Bill's ears, he came running to uh, see scared what scared his wife so much. The frightened husband barged in and asked what had happened. A shaken Liz exclaimed that, that something slammed the door to the bedroom. You might be thinking, as Bill did, that perhaps it was a draft of wind that blew through the house and slammed the doors. Right? Perfectly reasonable. Uh, except the problem with that is, is that the door was already closed when it slammed. Mm. So she had the door slam when she was looking closed. at it. Hmm. That doesn't really make sense. No, so it's more of like a residual thing than an actual, you know, the door's actually doing it. It's more of like a, you know, like I say, like a residual sort of haunting. Uh, a lot of the hauntings seem to focus on Liz, uh, causing some to think perhaps the poltergeist was involved with Liz and she was his, she was its unwitting focus. However... As far as the poltergeists are concerned, they rarely ever try to kill. Um, the one putting the energy out. Alright. So, you would think that maybe she's not in danger because it's like a parasite, isn't it? You don't want to kill the host, don't you? Yes. Um, one night, while attempting to take a peaceful, much-needed respite from the the haunting Liz was physically attacked in the bathtub. Rough hands grabbed her and pushed her down under the water, attempting to drown her. Of course, this was no doubt frightening, but things were about to get worse. I mean, can you imagine that actually happening? Not really. You're in the bath and then somebody it's grabs you. It's got to be one of the under. worst, because you can't see it as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be one of the worst fucking... Things to happen, isn't it? Really, yeah. When you think about it logically. Well, I put this down as revelation because what happens next kind of gives you maybe an idea as to why this was happening. All right. So not long after they moved in, they met their neighbour. He was a cantankerous old man. Uh, was really not thrilled to have people from London living next door to him, as you can imagine. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. Uh, we all know that feeling. Although the neighbour didn't change his tone, but he got more tolerable as the days passed on. Okay, So one day, asked the, uh, Bill asked the man whether he'd ever seen anything strange or heard anything strange about the property he was now occupying. And what he said shocked him. Bill discovered that the home was built using gravestones 
from uh, the desecrated graveyard, all right? Mm-hmm. So, essentially, where this farmhouse was built, there was an old, um, I don't know, it was a Bronze Age or whatever it was, but there was a an old graveyard site by there, you know? Yeah. Uh, like a mound, all that stuff. And obviously the the stones were the right size to build with. So they took the stones from that grave site to build the house, the walls, all the rest of the things in the area. Um, but obviously that brings with it its potential problems, doesn't it? Yes. Um, and so that's maybe where this spirit came from. Obviously, a lot of people think that kids are more sensitive to the presence of spirits. Um, yes. You know, that sort of thing. Whether it's a, a thinning of the veil, maybe. Because, I mean, I've said this for a long time. But, you know, when kids are small, they have like an opening in their, in their head. Mm. And obviously, as they get older, that calcifies the point that the school um, fixes so it becomes more solid. Yeah. And and I wonder if that opening, when it's open, I wonder if that's the conduit to, do you know what I mean, to, to make you more... Maybe. Yeah. But then it closes pretty quick. It does, but while it's still thin, I think you can still access it. I mean, you do hear kids, you know, you hear stories, you know, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, wherever you watch, and you hear stories of... People, you know, they're talking to their kids, and the kids are like, "Oh yeah, well, um, they're the man in the end of the the man in the room at the end, or you know what I mean, a man at the end of my bed." And they're like, "There's nobody there." You know what you're on about, and it's that I think kids have the ability, and I also put it down to a lot of it down to um, when when you look at paranormal stuff as a general rule, I think people who are completely closed minded to it they'll never see it no um you know well they they might see it but they'll rationalize it you know that sort of a you know you've been in situations yourself with people who are completely closed-minded to this sort of thing and and they they just won't ever admit what they've seen and i think with a child because they're so innocent it's that things like that don't mind showing themselves because they don't really comprehend what they're seeing. Does that make sense? Yeah. That would be my my thought process to it. And then majority of adults, I mean, you, even now, I mean, like, like we, we've spoken about this before, um, how much evidence out there is there for Bigfoot? You know, there's tons and tons and tons of evidence. And yet every day at work I hear, oh yeah, well, Lee, Lee, Lee believes in Bigfoot, you know, or things like that. Do you know what I mean? And it's, People now, even now, with all the evidence, still take the piss mm. because it's just they either don't want to know, they don't believe it, or they're just completely closed-minded to the belief that there's something else out there. Well, this is the thing. I mean, they don't look at the evidence, and no. then they wonder. Then they they come to a conclusction that, that then they it, wonder why everyone else got a different conclusion that looks at the evidence. And it's mm. the same with um, obviously COVID was a good example of that. Yeah, you know oh, how shit. many arguments did you have? Well arguments conversations did you have with people that just didn't have a fucking clue you know oh god they still want to wear everyone in my family yeah they want to run around with two masks on not one mask and all this shit and it's yeah. like it's, anyway that's a good example and then obviously politics would be another example and what's going on around the world mm. but 
in this case, the kids had a playroom in the house. And um, quite often in the corner of this playroom, they'd see this shadow, shadow of a shadowy figure of an old lady watching them. Right. And the kids, all of them said the, um, that she was quite stern looking. Um, but they didn't really fear her, which is weird. They, they more sort of like, not like a guardian, but they saw her as like, um, what would be the expression? Um, a nanny? Yeah, that sort of figure. They saw her as like, um, like an adult. Mother sort of, figure. Yeah, that, just watching, yeah. just watching and make sure they're all right sort of thing. You know what I mean? But not really getting involved. And like I said, they, they all saw her, but never really worried too much about her. Mm. All right. Other things happened in the house. There was um, an oil lamp. Uh, an oil heater, sorry. You know, the old-fashioned ones that had actual oil in them. So yeah. as that rises, it gets hotter. But uh, this one would heat up, but there was no oil in it. Hmm. You know, it's just impossible. Yeah. Um, you know, you see lights go on that are not plugged in, those sorts of things. Um, the toilet. Um, Liz went to use the toilet one day, and the actual um, toilet itself was loose. So when she sat on it, the fucking toilet all moved. Um, so she rung up her plumber and um, she said, oh, you'd have to come out and fix this toilet. Anyway, he came out and had a look at the toilet and he was like, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And she was like, well, it, it, fucking, it was loose this morning. And he said, well, I can't see what's wrong with it. Anyway, this went on and then it happened again. And then when he came back the next day, the fucking toilet was in, in another room. It was like outside the fucking bathroom. And, but they had other issues with the heating and the previous tenants, I think, had the similar thing where... Um, she was talking to um, somebody local and um, they put her in touch because they had problems with their heat and they put them in touch with this local plumber this local plumber comes around and he said I've been before He's, he actually had an apprentice with him and the apprentice came in the first day and he said I'm not going back in the house again it's just something about the house I can't yeah. work there and so he's, he had to leave the apprentice basically doing on other, other jobs and while well, he, he focused on this himself but he came in sorted the heating out Um. And he said to her that he's, he's had problems in the past with this house because there's the woman that previously lived there, he said, she used to ring me up, say, meeting's not working. He used to come out and all the radiators would be off the wall, like pulled off the wall. And he'd go around, fix them all back up and that, and get the heating running, it'd be working. And then the next day she'd ring him up saying, the heating's not working again. And he'd go back and it'd all be off the wall again. And she was a little old woman, there's no way she's ripping them off the wall. And he, mm. maybe he went like five, six, seven times. And he was saying to her, he's saying, this house is something wrong with this house. Yeah. Um, so that was like the first sort of confirmation that she got, other than what like I said, the, the old boy next door saying that the gravestones were used. Um, but this was like the first confirmation that she got from someone else who had been in the house and seen shit happen in there. Yeah. All right. Um, Sounds like a horrible place to live. Yeah. And that was back in the 60s when that guy... Had done the radiator, so you know it's been going on for quite a while. Um, a second commonly witnessed apparition was a shadow figure, and this shadow figure was seven foot tall with you know, it looked like a human sort of shape, but it was seven foot tall with no face. Um, humans do grow that big, yeah. I'm not sure that shadow figures do have faces. I can't imagine it. Well, then I'm it wouldn't. It wouldn't be to me. It wouldn't be a shadow figure if it had a face. It would be a person, just in black clothing, or no, because they're see through. But 
Yeah, I think the two that I've saw never had faces. No, they didn't have faces, but you could tell they was looking at you still. Yeah. You know, you could feel that you knew they was looking at Well, yeah, that one, the first one, definitely knew he was looking at it because he tried to run away. But um, I've never seen anything like that. I'd love to see it, but then I don't know if I would love to see it. Do you know what I mean? Well, we saw that one at that church, didn't we? When Remember when Andy was in the pulpit thing? Hmm. And there was that one stood in the back? No. Yeah, we was at that, that church and we had the torch, didn't we? I didn't see that. Yeah, we did. It was at the back of the room. They did. thought it was Andy's shadow, but the torch was like looking this way and obviously he's up there. So it wasn't him. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was at that. I just remember him winter. baffling on about thinking he was talking to King Henry. Mm. <laughs> that was something there. Uh, that one is that was something at the back of the room there. But anyway, where did they get to? So I didn't um, even know that. I took my kids into that bloody church. Mm. I wish I hadn't now. So it follows your own. Uh yeah, we do. We go every year. We go and do like Halloween pictures. So we all dressed up as like. Well, if I, I dressed up as a clown, and I took we went into this church, that same one, the abandoned church, and took loads of pictures in the graveyard and in the church and things like that. That's well, not abandoned. Well, it's undisused then. Well, no, they still use it. No, they don't. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, that one with the, still like electrics and all that. Yeah, I didn't think yeah, it was. No, they still use it. Yeah. Why is it open then? So, in case refuge, isn't it? Oh. But anyway, um, huh, didn't know that. I just assumed it was disused. So that shadow figure, that that shadow person, if you like, was seen walking around the house. Uh, would often appear at the foot of beds, glaring down at people. They, again, they got this obsession. Shadow people got this obsession with us sleeping. I don't know what it is, um, but maybe it's purgatory. To me, it feels more like. Um, do you remember the BFG? Hmm. They used to give you dreams and stuff like that. Yeah. Something like that that they're doing. And I don't think it's good things that they're doing, but they are obsessed with people sleeping, people in bed, people you know, making love and stuff like that. They'll watch you do that at the foot of your bed. Shit like that. Remember? Um, I wouldn't know. I don't. Yeah, I'm married. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so you can imagine that's pretty scary. Just a um, bit. And it, people that saw it said it did fill them with absolute terror, terror and dread. Yeah, I get that. Um, one night, as the couple slept, they were awakened by the unmistakable sound of the door opening. As they peered into the darkness, they could make out a skeletal hand holding the door open. Fuck when the that. hand slammed the door, Bill turned on the lights, and uh, and their eyes were met by an unimaginable horror. A figure dressed in a dark black hooded robe loomed over their bed, glaring down at them, and it only vanished after they both let out blood-curdling screams. What? That's fucking... Do you know what? That's just made the hair stand up on my arm. Yeah. Well, like I say about this, people see this all the time. You know, I used to have a friend who... Um, something used to get in bed with her all the time. Literally, she could feel it, like, crawl on the bed and then lay behind her. And she obviously couldn't turn around. No. But anyway, um, the kid, uh, Lawrence, I think his name was, was um, he started to sign, show signs of aggression. Obviously, he was teenage at the time, but there's there's times where, um, like this one, for example, he was given some money to paint his room. So 
he was he was kicking off all the time, and he was he wanted to paint his room. So Bill uh, give him some money, so he could paint the room. Sign appease him. Yeah. All right. So he went out, bought a paint. Anyway, he locked himself in his bedroom, painting the bedroom, and then um, when they actually eventually saw what he painted, he painted it like blood red. You know, hmm. pretty fucking weird. But anyway, um, and he just became more and more withdrawn. There was another time when his grandmother was over, and apparently when they him and his grandmother were really close, as you mm. are with grandparents normally, and um, he came straight in the house, stormed in, and started storming straight upstairs to his bedroom because it's pretty much what he did every day. And his grandmother tried to um, to have a chat chat with him, like, and uh, he just turned around to her and said, like, like, leave me alone, fuck off. <laughs> and um, but they said it was in a voice that was unrecognizable to them. So it didn't mm. even sound like him. Almost like a bit of a possession going on here. Um, Liz herself was possessed in the kitchen of the house as well. Um, Bill started showing behaviour that went completely against his character. But this coincided with the way his artist work sort of falling off. So he started to get commissions for things. It'd be halfway through doing painting or whatever. And um, then all of a sudden... It fall through, yeah. that sort of shit. So that I mean, that's gonna make you bad luck. Yeah. yeah, a little bit pissed off. So you, so that was going on. Um, it just got to the point where he couldn't even focus on what he was doing, and he started to look more and more into the cult as well, which he kept from Liz as well. Yeah. Um, you know whether that was something in the house making him do that, or whether the stuff in the house was making him interested in this and seeing if you could get to the bottom of what's going on. Sort mm. of half a dozen of one in it, six of one, half a dozen of the other, but who knows? But yeah, he spent hours in his studio alone, you know, all that stuff, looking at this ancient wisdom sort of stuff. Um, you know, he came violent, mood swings, all this sort of shit. I mean, there was one time there where he... Um, Weird to think a house can do that. Like Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, again, because it, sometimes it's just the wrong people in the wrong house as well. Yeah. So, like, another family are moving. I mean, it's occupied now, this house. But they'll move in, and then they don't have any issues. Mm. So it's the makeup of it's. It's weird, weird how it happens. But everything was kicking off to the point here now where they finally decided that they was going to have to get somebody in to cure the situation. Um, yeah. You know, what we call sort of an exorcism, wouldn't we, so... That sort of stuff. But incidentally, um, Bill's painting work, that sort of took a twist as well because while he was struggling to get work, someone locally, um, horse owners locally, they had, a, they had a place up nearby and they wanted a painting done of their horses. Right? Yeah. They had this beautiful fucking racehorse, uh, black he was, and um, they wanted a painting of him. So took him out to see him. He did a quick sketch. He said, give me a couple of weeks. Can you come back? So anyway, so paints this picture. And for whatever reason, he just could not get the back left leg right. So he'd sketch it, not right. Sketch it again, not right. Sketch it again. Just couldn't get it to look right. The rest of the horse, absolutely brilliant. And I've seen the picture and it's great. But this back leg, he just couldn't get it how he wanted it. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, so he did it as best as he could. Um... Finished the painting and went to present it to the owners. Uh, knocked on the door, said, "I've got your painting," and they he unveiled it and they and they just burst into tears. 
And you thought, fucking hell, you know what I mean? Either it's really good or it's, <laughs> it's really shit. It's one or the other, isn't it, in that situation? But it turns out that that horse, the prize racehorse, had broken its leg, which incidentally was the back left leg, exactly where he painted the picture of this horse standing is where this horse broke its leg. And it's the same leg he couldn't get right in his painting. And obviously the horse, you know what they have to yeah, do they to horses, down, yeah, yeah. to shoot them. So, so it had to be shot. So obviously them, they're seeing the picture and that. that. And wow. I think they still paid him for it. Yeah, I would have thought so. Because so. if you, you, you would, it's a pet. And racehorses are extremely well looked after. So I think it's something they'd probably... Yeah, it's not his fault, is it? Yeah, they'd treasure it anyway. Okay, so... Searching for help, Liz contacted a number of mediums, spiritualists and clergy. Wasn't Andy, was it? No. Uh, when they visited, they picked up on some unnerving history that occurred on the property. According to them, uh, the cause of the haunting was from three sources. All right, the desecrated gave, gave, gave stones, the desecrated gravestones, um, which we've already um, spoke about, Various murders that took place on the property back in 1848. Uh, young farm, farm hand was killed by a friend who hit him on the head with an axe and buried him on the property. See, in the old days, you can get away with shit like that, couldn't you? Yes. If someone pissed you off, you could just hit them with an axe. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, I suppose you can in a rand. But anyway, um, where was we? The third uh, piece of news was the most disturbing. Uh, satanic writs were done there, uh, including animal sacrifices carried out on the property, and it would seem that this was an on this was causing the ongoing situation that the rich family had with their own animals. All right, they had um, guinea. Uh, they had a guinea pig that like, as soon as they moved in, this was pretty much within the first few weeks of them moving in. The guinea pig was found dead in the the cage. The cat run off, the dog um, went crackers, the goat had two babies, two kids, and killed one of them immediately, just crushed it, uh, stamped all over it. Uh, the pig got an illness and had to be put down. So animals on this farm, um, and it weren't really a farm, it was, like, it was more of a small lorry when they took over it. Obviously, it used to be a farm, yeah. but they still had enough little bit of land there to have these goats and things like that. Um, but again, they all, they all died. You know, so something was going on with the um, for things. So that was the three, that was the three options really for what was causing the haunting. Now it might be one of those three, it might be all those three, or it might be a combination of some of the three. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. That's what we know. Uh, all we know now is that after this all happened, um, Bill became more and more withdrawn, um. He just became more violent and all the rest of it. Eventually, the couple had to separate. They moved away. They went to Cowbridge. And um, like I said, now the, the farm itself is occupied by but a new A new people. family. And as far as we know, there's, mm. no, there's no issue. Hmm. Very interesting, isn't it? And it's like the house, maybe it's followed them. You know. You, well, there's no issue where they are now. So it's just it's just that like while it was there picked the rock picked the family that sometimes the wrong people in the wrong house yeah you know the right time right place sort of scenario um 
and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's genetics. Now, I might mention this on that previous episode we did, but that um, was it Gary Nolan, that that scientist on the uh, sixty Minutes program. Yeah, I think it was, and he was talking about you know parts of people's brain now is looking into it, and that they can see parts of the brains that that makes you more susceptible to seeing UFOs and all this shit. So that's genetics. Hmm. So maybe this is something to do with that. Maybe it's, you know, you, you're born, like I know they used to say, didn't you, born with the gifts and all that shit, but maybe it is something like that. Maybe it is. Maybe it's easier for certain people to see certain stuff than it is others. Like yeah. this, you know, not, not stuff that's like, um, you know, if you went out looking for Bigfoot or that sort yeah, of shit, then but... obviously that's a different scenario. That's based on, probably more based on look and skill. Yeah. Mostly look, I would say, um, if you're looking in the right place and that sort of stuff. Incidentally, again, I was talking to someone. This will have to go on the other episode because I'm, I'm going to do a bit more digging on this. But I was talking to someone the other day and they live just round, not too far from where we live. And many report they've had some weird shit going on on the A18. And people actually in that area call it the A18 monster. I was telling yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Um, so people are seeing stuff up there all the time. And it, and a lot of people report it looking like a wolf. When it crosses the road, it looks like a big wolf. Now, we don't have wolves in it, Britain. No, we don't. Um, and yet all these people who are just you know down to earth, a lot of them are farmers, that sort of stuff, keep seeing this creature. And it's yeah. well known, you know, it's like I said, it's called the AAT monster for a reason. People see it constantly. Yeah. So obviously I'm going to do a bit more digging into that and I'm going to do a, a bit more I'm actually going to go there a bit more regular um, and try and find and out and see what I see now I know that there's a place there where somebody did die years ago and that they ruled it as a suicide but everybody that knew the situation knew it wasn't knew it wasn't well, like Jeffrey Epstein well he's still alive you're going to hear from him this year He's not still alive. And it wasn't suicide. He's coming out this year, you watch. You reckon? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not sure about that. But before we finish, I've just found um, a review that we've had. Oh, know. yeah. Have you seen the Did you want me to do the joke? Do you want to do the joke first? or no, do the review first. All right. So it's, uh, it's actually a five-star review, which is really good. And I'm going to read it to you. You tell me if you know what podcast this is talking about here. So it says UFO show, five stars. And it's um, it says Sandra B1926. And it's from someone called Shari McCann from Wisconsin. Um, wow. Yeah. So it says after one show. That's I, in America. In America, yes. Um, after one show, I believe. The I'm, land of the used to be free. Yeah. I'm. I believe I'm a fan. Uh, we have two young men, well, I'm younger than you, you're mm. old, um, delivering a show that had my attention and without one of them acting like a clown and talking like an idiot. Do you know what podcast it's on about? What's the one that just won the British won the British Podcast Awards where you go, oh my God, did he shoot him with a rake? That fucking, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it's called. It's Paranormal Life. Yeah, fucking idiot. Um, it says, you can have pleasant banter and deliver a solid podcast. I'm listening to another show now. So, yeah, great review. I'm always happy for good reviews. It's much better. So uh, yeah, Sandra, yeah, I spoke to her. Did you speak to her? Mm. 
Yeah, she's left us a very, very good review. Oh, I'll send her a message saying thank you. Then, yeah. yeah. She should listen to Absolute Poppycock. <laughs> she'd like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, it's not for everyone's uh, liking, is it? No. Oh. So this Welch midget, Shad. Yeah, go on. Before we go. And again, remember, like I said before, if, if this sounds crap, then if the quality sounds crap, then let us know, because obviously we are on the road, so this is the only way we can really do it. So hopefully it sounds all right, and then we can... I think it will do. And we can keep doing it that way. And um, we was going to say before, weren't we, like, um, if you can help us out in any way, obviously we do have the tip tip jar. Yes, and, and some people have used it, so yeah, thank you. I mean, Kay dropped some in there, a very generous amount again. Yeah. Um so thank you very She's much awesome. Kay. Cheers. Yeah, yeah thanks for that um you know there is ways to do you know people listening like i said before you know just took if everybody chucks two dollars in there if you listen to the episodes if you listen to all the episodes like i don't know how many is now like 300 or something but if you've listened to them all and you haven't took two dollars in then you, you're a pedophile basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, i mean the thing is right if you was to like, but I mean, most people pay, like, you say you pay Netflix, you pay your Netflix or whatever, and I pay £16 a month for Netflix, right? And I prob what? Yeah, don't. So I've got the family one and we can all use it and all that crap. But anyway, I pay... Anyone six, can use it anyway. Yeah, well, anyway, I pay £16 a month for Netflix. And I probably get, I don't know two hours of entertainment a day. No, probably not even that. Probably about eight hours a week, something like that. Seven or eight hours of entertainment a week. Now, if you was to work out that most people listen to one of our shows every week, that's one hour of entertainment every week, right? So if you was to divide 16 from eight, that's two, two pound for every hour of entertainment. So if everybody used the same basis as netflix and was to put two pound in every week we'd be able to quit and do this full time mm. the amount of listeners to be honest two pound a month we'd be able to quit and do this full time if everyone did it yeah and then we, we got and then we won't have to do these shitty little shows we could do more yeah big proper but i don't want to turn into phil Holmes and beg for money but no yeah. No, not, but like I said before, but yeah, it does. you know, two dollars, a few dollars, don't have to be two dollars, it can be as much as you fucking want, but... Oh yeah, the more the merrier. <laughs> you know, like I said before, otherwise you, you're just basically Jeffrey Epstein at that point. You know, yeah. If you're not putting in, if you, listen to, if you listen to all the shows, then fuck me, what are you doing? But um, but yeah, there's the t-shirts, things like that, like I said before, you know, go and uh, buy a t-shirt that helps us out, you get a t-shirt out of it, what, you know, what more do you want? Yeah. Um, But yeah, help us out, you know, put your hand in your pocket, fuck's sake. We, um, you sound like Bob Geldof now. Yeah. Well, um, we won't send it to Africa and waste it. No. No, it'll, we'll go, actually, on, it'll go on yeah. Popeyes. We'll actually <laughs> fucking use it for what we need to do so we can get out of this situation we're in. But anyway, the uh, joke was this as follows. I won't do it in a Welch accent. I don't think I do a Welch accent. No, I don't think you can. Um, no, I don't think I can. So, um, this... Midget, she's out in the rain, and Fanny is absolutely sore, real sore. Anyway, so she goes to the doctor's. Next day, she goes to the doctor's. 
She walks into the doctor's surgery and she says, Oh, she says, Doctor, me, me fanny, oh, when it rains, me sign fanny so sore. And the doctor says to her, Well, let's have a look at it then. Anyway, he has a look at it and he says, Well, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it looks fine. And she says, um, Well, it's not raining. And he says, Why? Only? And she says, No, it only happens when it rains. He went, All oh, right, well, come back when it's raining then. Anyway, so a couple of days later, or an hour later in Wales, she, she comes back and she says, Doctor, Doctor, you know, it's raining, and look at me fanny. And he, he has a look at it and goes, Whoa, fucking hell. He says, that is proper bad, you know, it's proper swollen and red and, and raw. She says, oh, yeah, no, she says, it hurts like a bastard. He says, I think I, I can solve the problem here. She says, oh, can you, doctor? He says, yep. He said, I'm going to need to use a scalpel or maybe a pair of scissors. She went, oh, do what you need to do, doctor. She said, I can't stand this anymore. So he goes down and cuts away. He comes up and he says, right. He says, do me a favor. He says, just walk up and down the surgery and see how that feels. So she walks up, she walks down, she goes, fucking hell, doctor. She says, it's never felt better. What have you done? And he says, I've cut two inches off the top of your wellies. <laughs> Still funny, even though I've heard it. <laughs> Still, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, so that being said, help us out. Stop being a pedo. Yeah. And um, <laughs> hopefully we'll be, if this works, then we should be able to get more shows out fairly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And on the other one as well. And I've uh, got... Bigfoot and Dogman show. I actually have another episode... So, do you want me to add it on to this, or should we just... No, do it separate, because I'm going to get yeah. that stuff for the... Uh, that bloke was cool by a werewolf. Right. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. Yep. Help us out. All the shit's in the uh, programme notes. If you can't find it there, then contact one of us. Facebook, yeah. Instagram. That's Only fans. <laughs> Only fans. Um <laughs> But yeah, Instagram, Facebook, they're the ways to contact us. If you need those things, the links are there. Obviously, you can go on barbarianbreed.com. You can go on Barbarian Breed Facebook page and you can buy a t-shirt from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that being said, thank you very much for listening and uh, Happy New Year. Because I think this is No, I think this is the first one yeah. that we've done together at least. So we can still say that. Happy New Year. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Mm-hmm.